Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh, my God. Times have changed. There are no rules. You're going to love it. Hi, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week, we're here to discuss the biggest new shows on Binge. My name is John Bolan, here with Ali Herbert Burns, and together we look after all the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, we are doing something a little bit different this week, though, aren't we? We're indulging our TV passion this week. A little more yeah. than usual. We are. So I think we announced a few weeks ago that we were going to be covering Succession um, in every week of the podcast during the run for this final fourth season. So spoiler ahead, warning, if you haven't seen episode four of Succession, we will be discussing it and also the response to episode three the week before. So we've got two episodes to kind of get stuck into this week and some dinner party recommendations, the non-Succession things you should be watching on Binge this week. There are non-succession things on Ben. <laughs> there are non-succession things at all in the world yeah, yeah. this week. There's actually a lot of other great stuff happening, but we're so yes. obsessed with succession. Shall we get into it? Okay, awesome. Well, I guess let's head to uh, Connor's wedding, shall we? My boy Squiggle cooked up this beat for me. Kurt just called me soy boy. You lack killer instinct. You're wet, you're green, you're intellectually insecure. And I'm proud of my family. Your principles? So, Ali, unless you've been living under a rock or wisely deleted social media off your phone, you probably know what happened in last week's episode three of Succession. But as you said, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you've not watched three or four, go and watch them before you come back to us. But we had to convene this episode of Skip Intro because I don't think we could move on with our lives without talking about Connor's wedding. <laughs> Wasn't really about a wedding, was it? It was not about they... a wedding. Poor, poor Connor, like getting they an episode named after him and it not being about him. But anyway... Obviously, the big news is Logan Roy, patriarch of the Roy family, dies in episode three. Quite shockingly, dies on a plane while the family's all on a boat attending a wedding. I did enjoy one reviewer talking about how neither group of people were on solid ground the whole episode. They were, they were on a boat or they were on a plane. You know, it's one of the many magical layers of this show that they're always fitting more in the than you can possibly handle when you're watching it. Well, actually, I'd say, yeah, someone else describe it. They went, the kids went from a big boat to a little boat to a helicopter to a plane. Yeah. Doesn't that sum it up? But yes, to your point, we finally have what we, it is on the can. We have a succession moment. So succession, we, we talked about at the beginning of season four that we hoped that we got a final succession moment. Was Logan Roy going to make it? If he did die, who was going to take over? So Episode three, surprise people. This is a 10 season, sorry, 10 episode season. I think people probably thought that this moment might come a little bit like in King Lear or some theatrical um, tragedy like we were probably expecting, the big dramatic moment at the end. But I did hear Jesse Armstrong, creator and writer of this episode and creator of the entire show, say that they wanted to see actually the response by the kids to what happens after Logan's death moment and, and really that the making of this next part of this season and what we're going to watch for the next few episodes at least is repercussions. And if he died right at the end, we wouldn't have got to, to kind of luxuriate in all of these storylines that will now happen of what comes next. But at three, do we just want to, did you like it? Let's just start there, John. What did you think of it? So it's absolutely stunning on like an, a technical and like artistic level and I think the greatest compliment I can give anything 
or maybe more specifically an episode of television, is just being entirely lost in it. And I was entirely lost in this episode of television, partially because you were so blindsided by the death, but then just they talk about this like 28 minute scene in the middle and it's just like you don't know what you're watching it does it like it feels so different to anything you've seen before and you're just wrapped up in the grief and confusion but then also the way it's done it just washed over me I was like I remember I had to like take a break just to like this is very inside baseball but like post to the work slack being like oh my god this episode (laughs) um but like that was the only moment that I stepped out of the episode like it was just yeah it was just incredible it was brilliant and I just I just like to say that because Succession has such a huge following and so many people, as soon as the episodes are over, they start tweeting and writing about it. In Australia, we get this, I think now with Daylight Saving and stuff, it's 11 o'clock on a Monday morning, Eastern time. So we're at work and often in front of computers and social media and everything. And I feel sorry if you didn't get to experience this episode like we did, which was, I think, how it was designed and created to be with this surprise moment, because what we really experienced was in a very kind of modern way of how you find out about things these days as well, I feel, all of this stuff happening over a phone call and a little bit like the three Roy children that were together when they got the news of what was happening to Logan, it was like you are experiencing with them. You weren't getting a complete picture. You weren't getting visuals. He's in the sky. They're not with him. He's on a plane. It's over a phone. We didn't see Logan die. I think brilliantly one of the things when you've killed off such an important character, he kind of didn't get his big dramatic death moment. He, you didn't get to see him stagger and fall and to really understand where he was and what he was feeling in that moment. But I think that was also kind of the brutality and the brilliance of it because it allowed us to have that almost real-time experience. I felt like when I watched this that I was watching live television. It felt mm. it felt like you were... Like watching rolling news of something and not knowing what was happening, yeah. Yeah, so this is this famous scene 11, where we, I think it's being called, which is from the moment they're on the, the boat, I think they kind of shot all the scenes individually like they normally do in smaller chunks, and then they went back and, and they told the, the cast that they were going to be reshooting this block of a scene as one big kind of fluid moment, and they gave them a few hours, they rested, no one kind of did any further rehearsals as far as I understand it, and then with multiple cameras on them, switching out cameras. I think they can only go for 10 minutes with the amount of film in them, so they had a whole stack of them ready to go, so they just kept switching cameras in and out um, with multiple camera people on the actors. And it's how you got that urgency. You were in there in their face and you know up and down the stairs going up and down that boat and out into the deck and the claustrophobia of all the people and then going into the privacy and they needed that once. Yeah. And captured that moment. So just some... Aside from the brilliant writing that we always talk about in Succession, just exceptional dramatic performances, a few parts um, as well, I understand, were improvised just as a response to these three siblings having this moment on screen that added to it. I think Sarah Snook's performance with Shiv, the breaking in her voice, the way her voice was going high and low and and as you are in in a moment of grief like this, kind of outside of your skin a little bit, I just thought... All of their performances were exceptional, but I think hers kind of took it to a next level for me. But um, I was like you, I stopped at the end of it and I just kind of, I just wanted to feel what I'd seen. And I was like, this is just a you know, really remarkable hour of television because it did so many things differently as well, didn't it? Like it wasn't, yeah. it felt like there were lots of firsts. I think that's what's so impressive about it because if you had like a week ago before this episode, if you'd asked me, how do you think the show will end? I'll be like, oh, they'll, you know, they'll be standing around Logan in a hospital, he'll die, and then they'll open the wheel and 
Greg will become the same. Like, <laughs> just, you know, without thinking about it off the top of my head, you just assume these shows end big dramatic moments. Maybe he gets to give a final speech and he, Kendall finally says that he loves him or something. They did none of that. You didn't see the death. He didn't get to have a big final moment. The kids tried to speak to him in a very sort of desperate way, but, you know, he was probably dead by the time they were speaking to him. It subverted so many of the ways that we normally see this happen on television, which is what made it so great, but also which, what made it so relatable because, like, you don't get big dramatic moments, <laughs> like, in life. You you get a phone, like, you miss a phone call and then you miss the last chance to speak to your, to a parent or something. Like, this is how yeah. it actually happens. And I think that's why this episode landed so well with people because I think the last moment you actually properly see Logan arrive, uh, alive is walking up the stairs mm. into the plane and then that's it there's like a few shots of the top of his head and a few other things but I think yeah, yeah when Shiv's the, when the phone's next to his ear when Shiv's yeah. talking to him that's where you see the most of his body but that almost felt kind of regal as well didn't it because it was almost like you know it's like if a monarch dies or a king or queen dies or something like you could imagine all the people that are around them in that kind of staged moment so even the fact that it was on a plane and it was all kind of private you never actually see this great man get felled like you never see him collapse or so in your mind the myth and the scale of him kind of stays on kind of lives on as well which I don't know if that was done on purpose but that's kind of how I felt you could because you didn't see it you didn't kind of quite believe it and that's what's so brilliant about it I think because these moguls seem bigger than Ben-Hur and I remember years ago when Steve Jobs died and it was a real you know it was huge news but it was a bit of it came as a surprise even after he'd been unwell it's like Logan thought he was invincible these yeah. people think that they're going to live forever no one outruns the reality of living which is that you can't control how it ends you can't control the outcome you can't unrun what's natural so it was yeah there was so many levels of it that were brilliant I loved that the kids the, the, the well all four of them were together I've lost family members before and I remember, you know, we were very, very lucky um, that we were together with my loved one when he died and, you know, with my siblings and, you know, it just, I, I just there was an element even as flawed and complicated as they are, the the way they came, I, they'd never been closer. Um, yeah. I know they were stranded on a boat and all the rest of it, but I was like, I just, there was something about them being together and having the same experience of how yeah. they all found out and everything. So imagine if, like, one of them had been on the plane and then the other one hadn't or whatever. But To the name of the episode, Connor's Wedding, um, a wedding still happens. You get this sort of brief few scenes at the end where you see um, Willa and Connor, you know, kiss in front of, you know, the six people that end up attending the wedding. Mm. And I think Connor has the most interesting reaction to the death. Obviously, he's always been a little bit separate to the to the three core siblings, I guess, in that he's, you know, not been part of the business and all that. But, you know, I think he's, his first reaction is just something like, oh, he never loved me. Like, it's quite, it's quite a brutal reaction to the news that your father has died. It's really interesting that, that the wedding still went, went on. And yeah, yeah, I think Connor and Willa's relationship is going to play out interestingly mm. as this season goes on uh, it's only a few weeks ago that we were talking about what we'd expect in this season and I feel like there's already a few things that it, we kind of thought would happen that have happened so the first one was we've got a succession moment I think the second one was um you know with 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 Shiv and Tom like you think about the alliances so we talked about the kids being together and how fun it was in episode one especially kind of seeing you know a different approaching them seeing them kind of combined against their dad and you know we I think we said who's going to who's going to go first who's going to break the alliance and we saw that at the end of episode two and at the beginning of three with Roman kind of realigning with his father although a little bit uncomfortably the episode four which has just gone out 
in that episode, you start to see the realities playing out of who has to step up and what actually happens when you're running a massive organization and a business. And you start to see splits already be beginning to happen and people going against each other. So I think... Well, should we jump into it four? Let's go into it. Yeah. So episode four is called Honeymoon States. And it's visually quite different to episode three, but it's also quite, I don't know if insular is the word, but in the same way that episode three was just on a boat and a plane effectively, this whole episode, I think, just takes place inside the... $63 million apartment of Logan Roy and sort of all the people that have descended into the apartment from like the board to lawyers to security to well everybody wishes. that's yeah, yeah. like visiting presidential candidates and stuff who were all sort of making their way through while their siblings wait for the board but basically the episode is about the board needs to convene so they can appoint an interim CEO basically in everyone's words just to like get the sale done and move on and then maybe Waystar yeah. doesn't exist anymore kind of thing. But. Yeah, because if we think about it, we, what they're about to do is sell off parts, you know, split the business up and sell it for parts effectively. Logan was going to run the leftover kind of news, cable news business, ATN, and the other, you know, they're basically going to use the proceeds of the sale of the streaming and content business to do other things. So in theory, they yeah, exactly that. They want to have that deal go on so that most of them can get their money out, they get their exit, they all, they've all got plans they'd already assume, you know, to move on in lots of ways. But I, there were so many things about this that I thought were interesting. It's that, again, this is where the royalty element feels. It's like when the Queen died and they go and lie in state and people kind of pay their respects. There's a bit of element of that. Like you all rock up into this enormous house. It's the day after the person's died, how formal it was. You just wanted yeah. to scream. Like they're dressed up in suits. They've had and it's to like get, that, this is his house. Like Yeah, and they're in high heels and they've got a board meeting and just that. The episode starts brilliantly. Um, again, I think just visually so clever and creative with how it places you waking up the morning after your parent dies and all three of them, um, all three of the, you know, the, the main children kind of you're with them as they wake up and their various states of grief and, and reality. And and then that's almost juxtapositioned against them all having to then be again in this really formal, constrained, fake environment with all these yeah. people that are warring all in this one room. So I think you're right as well. The whole thing happens within the apartment. Well, it starts and you're waking up with the kids, but then, yeah, from the kind of two minutes in, you're just the whole episode is in the apartment. Yeah. Which again um, felt claustrophobic, didn't it? it yeah. It just was like, oh, oh I, wouldn't, I don't want to be there. But I think it's interesting because it now seems to, you know, the whole show seems to propel itself forward on, you know, sort of warring factions fighting for power. And one day after Logan's death, we've now got a new set of warring factions. At least this is kind of how I read it, in that you've got the siblings who are now like finally combined for the first time. And I guess what's kind of called like the old guard, like Frank, Carl, Jerry, Carolina, you know, fair enough doing their jobs. They are, you know, the C-suite level of Waystar Royco and they need to do what's best for investors and what the board needs to do and blah, blah, blah. But it's like you can see them scheming to be like, oh, like I'll, I'll throw my hat in. Like, oh, I've been CEO before. I could do it again. And it's like, then it suddenly becomes like the Waystar Royco execs versus the siblings. And the siblings assume it's going to be them, of course. And then, yeah. And didn't you, one thing, you heard more from that C-suite executive of the old guard. You had more, you learnt more about them and you saw more of their true colours in this episode than you'd seen in almost four seasons. I was like, oh, wow, Frank, Carl, you really heard their 
personal because often you watch it and they've been treated appallingly and you think why are they staying and working for this man yeah. like you know they, and it's probably one they're of just those... getting they're usually just getting yelled at in in scenes and yeah they, they actually get... have to come into their own even in the previous episode after his death on the plane like they were taking it into their own hands for the first time because logan was finally gone yeah which shows you they're probably there because they're getting paid so much as well they've all people have all got reasons why they do things we've talked in the past about what is succession really about what is it about human motivation fitting in you know power breed there's you saw more elements of that in the old guard and the c-suite this episode than yeah i reckon we'd seen um and also just for me it just started to hint at the unraveling of you know how much his personality and his style and his dominance was keeping things together even when you know at the end he was struggling to keep things together logan but how quickly it all just the, the, the with fear one person and gone. The, with him gone just yeah. how quickly and chaotic it all was almost to the point where i was like who starts talking what do we do in the board? Like who's who's calling the shots? You just realise that this whole company has, despite its size and scale, has effectively been run by, by this one, one big, you know, personality and very strong man. So over the course of watching this episode, I was like, this is this multi-billion dollar company that runs cruise lines and and has TV studios and streaming services and stuff. And we'll get to it in a second. But like they're like analyzing a piece of paper to see who he thought should be should take him over like the fact that it got so big and so serious and a publicly listed company with billions of dollars and they didn't have they still didn't have these very basic things in place because it was this like company run by this personality and this family and like it was down to their whims as opposed to any sort of formal structure so one of the sort of revelations I guess in this episode is they find a piece of paper in Logan's like safe that has some sort of thoughts on it. And one of those thoughts is that Kendall should take over from him as CEO, except they don't know when it's dated. And this is like, almost feels like a Veep level. There's like <laughs> the Kendall should become CEO is, appears to be underlined. But then if you like look at it carefully, it's like either underlined or like poorly crossed out. <laughs> so like you're then analyzing a dead man's like scribblings to try to just figure out what he wanted for his company. And it's like, but doesn't that say it all? He, he Why was this not discussed previously? Yeah. <laughs> like you said, he like thought he was immortal. He never thought he'd... And, and he never sorted out the fact... I mean, he said it in the last words he said to his children, which was, I love you all, but you're not serious people. The fact that he loved his children was his blind spot. He's a ruthless businessman. You know, he gets angry when, you know, he kind of says, oh, Connor, I'm not coming to your wedding or whatever, and gives a reason for it in the same way, you know, Kendall came to his 80th birthday in episode one of season one or whatever. And, and he was almost angry at him for walking out of a deal to come to his birthday. And it's like, yeah. you know, business always goes first. But I kind of want to pose a question around what we think is going to happen now for the rest of the season. We were, I was super lucky to meet Sarah Snook a few weeks ago. Um, of course, plays Siobhan. Um, when we also had Nicholas Braun visit us um, in Australia a few weeks ago, if you haven't listened um, last week's she, episode. She didn't, she didn't give you any clues? Uh, well, we, we, it was funny because I'd seen up to episode four, which we were up to, but I we were with a whole lot of other people and I didn't want to talk about a lot of stuff. You just didn't know where the lines, yeah, what you could or couldn't say, and I was trying really careful not to give anything away. But I, I kind of said then, I was like, Shiv to me still feels like separate to the boys who even as we see in it for kind of there's a bit of a block now she's got political power what if her and Tom come back together and form what is such an unusual relationship but I mean that was that's my big question do Tom and Shiv actually love each other is there because I straight away in this episode for the way Tom is with her he's almost trying to reach her and you kind of think he doesn't want 
I don't think he really wants them to get divorced, despite, you know, realizing there's so many bad things they've done, especially she's done to him over years. But anyway, if the siblings do blow open, because that's a bit of an example of the old and the new guard. And I still feel like she's been a bit of an outsider in the business. And I also think Tom and Greg are a bit of an unknown. I mean, in today's episode, in episode four, it felt like Tom was really out in the cold and was really almost like a without an owner now like who he's got he's kind of left stranded amongst it but he he gives this speech to her on the steps and I was just sitting there I was like is any of this true is any of this real or are you now just looking to get come back in from the cold and and be aligned with someone again and this is the thing when you watch these you know because I always felt like Shiv needed to kind of dominate him because she didn't in any other part of her life but I don't know just her relationship to her father and I still feel like we haven't seen the fullness of her character so I suppose my question is, is there anything really real there? Where do we think that relationship's going to go? And I, I just feel like the kids versus the old guard, that's just the first stage of this alliance. Like I feel like there's another big thing about to blow up and yeah. we're well, going to see a different, um, lot of alliances, don't you reckon? Yeah. Well, even um, by the end of this episode, a sort of mini alliance has formed because, spoiler alert again, <laughs> the board decides to appoint Kendall and Roman as co co interim CEOs because well, I have one when you can have two <laughs> yeah almost on a technicality of them being the COO and that being the sort of written down structure of succession at the time or whatever but then that does mean that as much as they promise Shiv that she's going to be there for everything you can almost tell immediately that she's not going to be there for everything even mm-hmm. though they say it's going to be the three of us. It's, it can't be the three of them because only two of them are seen. And they start talking about the two of them. There's no yeah. mention of her. She's almost invisible in that whole scene, isn't she? Yeah. So. And yeah. another spoiler: five months pregnant. Oh my god! Yes, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> so, gets the, the phone call. Of course. So we yeah. wake up in the morning, and the three kids getting you know waking up in the morning after their father's death, and Shiv's in bed. You roll over. It's kind of quite poignant. She's on her own. This big bed, she's all kind of wrapped up in the in the doona and she takes a call from a doctor and you realise that she's having, um she's obviously had some late stage pregnancy scans and got some good results back about amniotic fluids or something. So they must have been doing kind of testing and and anyway, and then I'll see you at your 20-week scan. So you're like, okay, I don't know what the time jump was between season three and four, but I was like, in Italy, they were talking about freezing and trying freeze embryos and they had this really unromantic conversation where she was like, well, freeze embryos and what would happen if I died and would you, you know, and Tom's like, I'd never thought about any of these things. I just assumed we'd have a baby. We'd, you know, it was this kind of quite tragic scene where they're talking about the fact that they were going to start trying, not immediately to have a baby, but like, I'm so committed to you. I'll freeze my embryo with you. And then everything blew up at the end of that episode. But I was like, maybe she she she's pregnant and so I assume she's pregnant with Tom and part of this double crossing and the level of pain she's going through is she's known this I assume Tom doesn't know she's going to start showing if she's five months pregnant she has a fall in this episode you could tell that she wanted her dad to know maybe that's why she was responding so strongly she finally found her voice in the last few episodes the way she was squaring off against her father you could tell that she didn't think he was acting in the right interests of them and um, she was almost righteous, wasn't she, with him? So I just, this is, for me, this is now a whole Shiv and Tom and Jerry. Oh my God, too much. Well, thankfully, we still have six more episodes. And thankfully, to the very wise creators of this show, they did not end it the way I thought it would end, which is just Logan dying and then credits rolling. So at least we get to see, hopefully, I, I don't, it's, it's not going to be a happy ending, but I think we'll get some, some don't, don't things think, will get wrapped up. But don't you think that's just genius as well? Because like, the insight of how do people respond after the moment 
that's so interesting and it's yeah. actually what you never see yeah I, you know and you can imagine like if a president died or you know some other big corporate person died it's like it's actually intriguing that's actually the story i want to know so the fact that we've now got yeah six seven episodes to to watch that play out is um yeah i'm so there for it but it's just i still just feel like something else is going to happen i don't know I, I think that's a good guess with the show. <laughs> something else is going to happen. No, but, you know, like, is someone else going to die or something else? We've always said it's about family, not about business. Um, so where's next with his family? So new episodes of Succession are released Mondays on Binge at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as we said, episodes are weekly until the finale on May 29th, where I think we're just all going to have to book out our diaries and... Um, be in front of binge at 11 a.m <laughs> take the day off imagine that yeah. spoiler alert or whatever hey i know we've talked about succession all day but we just quickly just talk about some other new things that are hitting binge this week dinner party yes. recommendations yes what have you got i feel completely underqualified to talk about this so i wish we had mel from marketing on, <laughs> on, to, on to join us but i i would be crucified if i did not mention that barry is back much like Succession, for its final season. Barry, of course, starring Bill Hader, Henry Winkler, about an assassin uh, turned actor who's like trying to turn good, but then of course gets dragged back into it. And in the the wonderful way that HBO do things, this is the fourth and final season. So they're not going to drag it out and we're actually going to see what's going to happen with um, old Barry's life. But um, it's kicking off with a double episode also on Mondays. So Mondays are going to be a really, really big day for <laughs> for TV watching going forward. But yes, Barry is back. I'm really sorry. I didn't think it would end up like this. I am a good person. That is who I am. You better run for your life. Barry, you're irredeemable. The other one I just thought I'd drop, we've had a couple of big movies come up recently on the platform, kind of recent releases and just looking at obviously over Easter, lots of people were watching them. We had Pop, um, the family film, but also Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. So, yeah, if, you, if you're looking for a kind of recent movie, big hit movie, there's a few there to check out in the movie carousel. I know there aren't many Easter movies, but, my God, like, People felt, loved Hop. I know. <laughs> like, that's why I wanted to mention it because it just, it yeah, just popped it just up blew everything. Up. Yeah. And the other one that's been really popular, if you like, sounds a bit of a weird mashup, but it's a like a supernatural procedural show. So we've just dropped all six seasons of a show called Grimm. This isn't a, a new show. It, it came out kind of 2011, 2012, I think. There's five or six seasons, so lots of episodes, but it's it's kind of a reinterpretation of the stories of the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. So it's about people fighting the under the characters in the in the underworld or the not underworld, this kind of supernatural world, keeping us safe from those characters. But he's a detective. So it's kind of you're following almost like a procedural, but super popular. Um all episodes streaming the entire box set's just gone up. So if you're looking to get stuck into something new and that sounds yeah. like you're um up your alley, give Grimm a try. A grim. What do you know? And what she said is really happening to me. I have to stop it. How do I stop it? You can't stop it. It's who you are. 
we will be back next week for a probably a more regular episode where we'll talk less about succession but who knows maybe we'll talk about succession this much again depending on what happens <laughs> so this week on skip intro we of course discussed succession i recommended that you check out barry uh ali suggested some excellent films and the little cult favorite grim which is now also streaming on binge all of these of course are streaming for you on binge which you can find on your favorite device my name is john bowen joined every week by ali herbert burns thank you so much for listening this podcast was produced by dan barrett with audio editing and mixing by chris yates and we'll be back next week with more skip intro